reached your destination. Welcome to Harmonic Headspace. Music for your psyche. Let's do this! Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps a rolling. On down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. There's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me Let's have a go at the single. Let's think the song about a jazz band, partly. A song called The Sultans of Swing, because the band, that's what the band was called, The Sultans of Swing. Okay.
welcome back to Harmonic Headspace. This is Astro. And that was really loud. <laughs> it's super loud still. All right, cool. That's it. We're back. We're back. We're here. Happy spring. Welcome to Harmonic Headspace. We are the icing to the cake that is your weekend. I have a feeling we're blowing eardrums right now. Yeah, what's going on? It's really loud and... Uh, okay. Is that better? I think so, a little bit. Still right. so, so a little semblance, I guess that's what you call it, but we'll straighten that out. We're good. Uh, happy Sunday. A uh, little later intro than usual, but we're having some technical difficulties, but uh, we're here now, and uh, thank you for joining us. Um, last week, we had our really fun jazz show. That was uh, one of my favorite shows. It, it was, too. I learned so much at that show, and like I still am thinking about George Benson. George Benson. Oh, my God. He is like the Kirk Hammett of jazz. He's just Oops. freaking crazy. Hey, be quiet over there. <laughs> some live, some live <laughs> bullshit. No kidding. Uh, so this week is live albums, but it's not just live albums. We have an asterisk as usual. Yeah. So these are these are live albums that came out back when sort of they were recorded pretty close yeah. to it, like when it was a live recording of a tour that just happened. Yeah. It wasn't like these days. There's so many like archival releases, so you could see mm -hmm. like. Neil Young's releasing three albums, uh, three live recordings, live concerts from the early 70s, yeah. like next week. Yeah. Those wouldn't count. They, they didn't come out back then. If they came out in 72 or 74, that's a different story. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know that many bands do this now, or at least rock bands put out an album, like a live album, as an album with some new stuff on it right. and some older stuff. But it's like if you went to see them in concert now, it's basically what you're here. Right, exactly. Um, so we played four and a half songs already. So uh, we know run through them quickly. You know, these are songs that we're picking. Not you know, probably some more popular songs than we normally would pick. But I think the importance of it is you know trying to show like back in the day, albums that came out as live albums were legitimate pieces of artist catalog, mm -hmm. and. Oftentimes they were just live versions of songs that they had already released or cover songs, but sometimes they're brand new songs and mm -hmm. they may be recorded in the studio later on, or those may be their official releases on those albums. And sometimes the le the uh, live song becomes more popular and more played commercially right. than the original. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a few examples of those. So what we picked is we tried a, you know, a combination of albums that we really like but also albums that were really successful live albums because mm -hmm. they're really there's a there's a lot of them that were very successful but not as many as studio albums obviously mm -hmm. so uh you know didn't necessarily always pick artists or albums that were necessarily our favorites but you know just recognizing their importance you know in the landscape of the live album you know release yeah situation product yeah uh, so we jumped in with uh, Johnny Cash. This is one of my favorites, uh, Folsom mm -hmm. Prison. Um, and we jumped in Folsom Prison Blues to let, let that off. Uh, and then uh, we jumped into uh, Sultans of Swing from Dire Straits, pre-Brothers in Arms, with their live album, Alchemy, that came out back then. That's awesome. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I, yeah. I love that song. Yep. Um, and then uh, the Stones doing Live With Me from Get Your Yaya's Out from their 69 tour. I think that album came out in 70. So that was came out right, right there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then we played uh, a little bit, uh, probably my only, the only part I actually <laughs> like of this song, uh, it was Kiss from their uh, infamous first Alive album. And it was the first song off it, so you got the the famous intro. You wrote the best, you know. And uh, well, we, we only played half of that because we were trying to figure out the mic situation. Well, we got the best part of the song, which was Gene, the, the <laughs> yeah, very first part. line that Gene's like, "Get up and get your grandma out yeah, of here." So we were trying to fix the thing, and all of a sudden, it like it skipped the rest of the song and went to like something else or a break note. And I was like, "Shit, I skipped it." And, he <laughs> goes, and Astro looks at me and goes, "Thank you. I hate that song except yeah. for the first line." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, that we got that. So that was fun it actually was a bonus to not have to hear the rest of it and then uh, they kicked us right to a much better song new year's day from under the blood red sky uh u2's uh live ep i think that was their first live ep they had uh another live ep that came out and then they also after that had obviously uh uh what was the one after joshua tree uh rattle and home rattle home yeah of course yep um uh, that probably would have been the more obvious choice but I, I like going back to this live ep and i love new year's day it's one of my favorite u2 songs yeah, like it's yours as well right yeah yeah absolutely i love the the guitar and that is just ridiculous he does everything in that you know yeah it's great uh all right so uh that's the five we start we played but let's talk about you talking to me uh, why don't you call the listener line, the Ebrews listener line at 617-829-9283 and tell us what your favorite live album is or favorite live song and why. Um, you can text us at 617-764-9283. Um, so, yeah, give us a call, give us a shout, and uh, let us know what you're thinking. Do you want to jump back in? Let's get after it.
anybody there with that? Any Irish in them? Is there any of the cows that like a little more? Welcome to Harmonic Headspace. Music for your psyche. Let's do this! Yeah, welcome back to Harmonic Headspace. We are the icing to the cake that is your distorted weekend. Oh, yes. It's got to get a little weird once in a while, right? Absolutely. We are back. I have Astro in front of me. I'm right here. This is Prosty. And uh, we are playing the best live songs from the best live albums. And we're trying to take it to the left a little bit by not playing all of the easy ones, like the greatest hits from people released like 30 years later. Uh Uh-uh. We're playing the live tracks for the live albums that come out while the band is still touring and writing these songs. Yep. So leads for some good early versions of tunes. And... uh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Spring has sprung, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, it's beautiful out. You can feel, like, the positive energy. Can't you? It's warm. And the pollen, too. That's always fun. Yeah. Uh-oh. Neil! God damn it. Everyone's trying to play while we're talking. Well, I think Neil, he gets free reign whenever he wants. Like, if Neil starts playing, I'm going to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I get the clicker. <laughs> I got the mouse. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is great. Spring is sprung. I was in Moe's today, uh, getting my, uh, dinner and, uh, all of a sudden this dude just starts conversation and, uh, and he's like, how was your weekend? <laughs> I, I never met the dude in my life. He's like, how was your weekend? I'm like, pretty good. And we just like struck up a conversation and everybody in the, seems like they're chatting and talking. It's just like, you can feel the positive energy in the air. Yeah. It's 70 degrees here today. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, outdoor concerts starting up. Mm-hmm. Um, Nine Inch Nails is now playing. Uh, Are you going? Uh, no, I, I got Rage and Def Leppard this summer, and I gotta, I gotta be kind to my wallet. <laughs> Smart man. Smart man. <laughs> yeah. I have a conflict, or I'd be there. Mm, got it. Conflict's another concert, obviously. What concert? Wilco. Ooh. Nice. Out in Western Mass. Their nice. solid sound. Mm-hmm. Two, no, three-day festival. Nice. Whole family's going. It's going to be fun. Really? Yeah, got an Airbnb. It's going to be a good time. Oh, for a Wilco concert. Wow. Gen X, baby. That's what we do. That's it. We bring it. And we bring our kids.
Right, that was Little Feet with Fat Man in the Bathtub from their uh, classic 45-year-old album this year, uh, Waiting for Columbus. Uh, I don't know that very well. Yeah, that's uh, this is interesting. There's this is a good show to talk about this, but there are definitely some artists that may are are known like their album that they're known for is a live album. Uh, mm-hmm. Peter Frampton's one of them. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, Frampton's one of them. Lil Feet is one of them too. Uh, Winning for Columbus is their album. And mm-hmm. you, you, it's, it's, it's known that it's their album, but yeah. if you need a confirmation, they're doing a 45th anniversary <clears throat> tour of Winning for Columbus right now. So, <coughs> excuse me, clearly they know it's their album, even though it's a live album. That's pretty cool. Uh, and before that, we heard Neil Young and Crazy Horse, Hey, Hey, My, My. That uh, live rust was I was telling Alistair this uh, for a good ten years of my life, like college age and and a little after um, before kids. Uh oh, it's trying to play Deep Purple again. It's, it's has a mind of its own. It really does. It does. But uh, yeah, hey hey my my from Live Rust is uh yeah. Go ahead, finish your yeah, thought. Yeah, it was it was in my rotation for like a good ten years straight. Always in my like CD rack in my car. You know, it's impossibly good. Yeah. I mean, it's got the acoustic portion um, yeah. with new songs. It's got the electric version a portion with Crazy Horse. It's mm-hmm. just it's just so good. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. And uh, and prior to that, we had Thin Lizzy with Jailbreak and uh, kicked it off with kicking out the jams. Motherfucker, the MC5, the Motor City 5 from Detroit City. I didn't know them very well either. Uh, they were a band that sort of were kind of pulled apart and imploded all at the same time. Um, they had a, a guitar, their guitarist was thrown in jail for drugs and uh, there was, they were embroiled in, I think political discourse and it was just didn't work out well for them. But uh, the, the funny thing is Wayne Kramer, the, the guitarist from the band is uh, back and, and uh, I guess we're recording and releasing a new album, the first new MC five album in like 40 something, maybe 50 years. Yeah. I don't know. So, That's uh, cool. Yeah, I don't know that'll be any good. I know they just did a tour, a recent tour, uh, playing like the MC5 songs with Wayne Kramer and like Kim Thale was in there and I think Matt Cameron is a bunch of mm-hmm. different like, you know, players from more our generation going out there with Wayne Kramer and playing those songs. So pretty cool. Yeah. Do you want to jump back in? Yeah, let's right. get some more.
was the who live at leeds with their version of shaking all over i love that man that thundering ox bass yes thank you thank you thank Couldn't you <laughs> so good before that we had the band uh doing ophelia from the last waltz and uh, prior to that we had uh deep purple's highway star from made in japan three classic classic live albums like th- these are like upper echelon classic rock live albums i don't uh i don't like the band much i know you don't i don't like little feet much i know you don't <laughs> or the beach boys yeah why do you think that is you, you probably don't like steely dan either or I are love they, are steely they acerbic dan. enough oh they i love steely dan they're awesome okay absolutely 
because they're kind of soft sounding too. So I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, but Donald Fagan is on a different planet than anyone in those three bands. Well, an interesting thing: uh, Donald Fagan uh, was married to Levon Helm's ex-wife. Oh yeah? yeah, is he the guy from the band? Yeah, the yeah. drummer, yeah, and singer. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah, I got a little bit to say about these uh, songs and these albums here. Uh, you know, Shaking All Over, Live at Leeds, like, it's classic Who. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I love Live at Leeds. It's like every few years they release like an extent, expanded, expanded, expanded version. And it's gone from like the original, like, I think it was five songs on the single LP to like a giant, like, box set. It's like The Hangover 3. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, before that, uh, Last Waltz, Ophelia. Uh, I know you don't like them. It was funny. I was uh, I was talking to somebody recently, uh, and they were joking around about like how the band was like, you know, you listen, you watch The Last Waltz, and they're interviewing Robbie Robertson, and he's like incredulous, like, yeah, like we're calling it quits. Like this is our last concert. It's the last waltz. The whole concept behind the, the, the movie. And uh, he's talking to Martin Scorsese, who's, who's directing it, and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, 15 years, you know, on the road, you know, he's like, that's enough. Like we're, that's, you know, I, I can't see how anybody could ever do more than 15 years on the road. And like, it's quaint looking back at that now with like oh e- e- every band in the rock and roll hall of fame right now, who's still active, yes. which are many, many, yeah. many bands. Been playing over three decades. It, exactly. So it's just, it's funny because back then nobody was together and touring more than 15 years we're talking like 1976 i think this was we're yeah. talking well look at the beatles how early they broke up you know well they stopped touring uh even earlier i mean they stopped touring in 65 66 i think early 66 mm-hmm. so i mean they were really only you know they were playing i think in, in the late 50s like and they right. went to hamburg and they were playing around and uh you know in in uh, the uk but yeah, they didn't tour for that long. Mm. So I mean, fifteen years seemed like a long time in the mid se- mid seventies. But yep. uh, now it's it's kind of it's really quaint to, to think about that. What's the connection between Bob Dylan and the band? So uh, Bob Dylan, when he went electric originally, you've heard the story of like you know he was basically yeah. called the Judas you know, at the Newport Folk Festival, yeah. and they're like you know you shouldn't be playing electric. Yeah. He brought the band out as his backup band, and at the time they weren't called the band; they were backing up uh, Ronnie Hawkins up in Canada because the whole band, the entire band, except for one guy, Levon Helm, their drummer, who was from the South, the rest of the band are all Canadian. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like, you, you hear the band songs and a lot of it is very like Americana feeling and, and sounding. And you would think this is like a, you know, a deep you know, South Americana type band and there's really only one guy. Now that guy, Levon, has a ton of heart and like authentic, authenticity of, of a Southern man to him. Um, and he brings a lot to that band in terms of feel, but they're mostly a Canadian band. Is he, uh, the songwriter as well? No. And that was a, a point of large amount of contention, uh, because Robbie Robertson wrote all of the songs mm. and he wrote the lyrics and I don't know, like, I think they worked out as a band, probably a lot more on the melody and the actual, the music itself mm-hmm. than was given credit for so robbie robertson got like all the songwriting credits mm-hmm. and as you know that's where all the money goes from publishing mm-hmm. so there was a lot of particularly from levon's perspective because think about like the night they drove old dixie down a lot of these songs that robbie robertson wrote the lyrics to he wrote it from a southern man's perspective and that southern man the only one he knew at that level is levon helm right so levon got no writing credits although a lot of his heritage and probably stories he told Robbie uh, influenced Robbie's writing. Mm-hmm. So you could see he had somewhat of a beef, but 
you yeah. know at the end of the day it's just another in the long line of money getting in the way of artistic mm-hmm. you know endeavor sounds like a an interesting movie i i should probably check it out i don't know that it's going to help me like their goofy music anymore there but. there's actually a, a fantastic book and documentary it's a couple of documentaries actually that i think you'd probably really like i'll, mm-hmm. I'll let you know yeah you know the names of i don't remember off the top of my head right now but Really interesting read, and uh, particularly like if I know you listen to audiobooks sometimes, it'd be, yeah. you know, you might really gain perspective and appreciation. You know, you may not like the music, but at least understand like where they're coming from and like why they made the music they did. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's all good. Um, and prior to that was Highway to Star. That was uh, Deep Purple from their Made in Japan. Yeah. Uh, I just listened to that. I, I have it on vinyl. It's the only Deep Purple I have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't love it necessarily, but I understand the relevance uh, you know, of the album, the importance mm-hmm. of it. And it's a fun listen, but all the songs are like 10 minutes long. So yeah. it's like you had a couple songs to choose from if we're going to play one tonight. And Highway Star is probably the, you know, it's the one to play. It was only like yeah. six minutes long or so, but you know the, the guy, the, the singer. I think it was Ian Pace at the time because they had a few different singers throughout the mm. years. Uh, he really goes for it in that song, and even on the live version too, he's like, he's really ripping it up. What's the name of the the next lead singer? Uh, I think it was David Coverdale came in at that point. I think really of yeah. Deep Purple. Yeah. Holy shit! Now, okay, so it was behind. It was before him then. Who's the the most uh, famous lead singer? Do you remember? Uh, I. I think it's one of those guys. Uh, yeah, the, no, their most no, famous, their the most famous player is uh, their guitarist, Richie Blackmore. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Then, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like Deep Purple. I liked a few of their songs. But I love Hush, man. That's yeah, such that's a favorite. great tune. That sick organ. It's it's just it's a great tune. It's got a yeah. great feel. I wish more of their songs were like that. To be honest, they have a lot of different sounding songs. They do, and I think the their um, fan base loves them just because they love the sound. But like I. I can't I, I can't extend myself much uh, to like much more of their other stuff. But they yeah, did I'm come the back. Same, yeah. They came back in like the nineties with Knocking at Your Back Door, um, which is a great song. The rest of the album was really not that good. Um, but it was a great comeback song. I think I think we should we we should do a show on yeah. comeback albums. Uh, I, I think there's plenty of artists that were around sixties, seventies, hell even eighties that were gone for a while and then came back mm-hmm. and either they had one album and either it did well or it didn't and, and that was it or hell it started a whole new phase of their career whether it's another album or two or another decade or two i think there's something to be said for that first comeback yeah i think and i think, I think there's stories to, there's lots of stories you yeah. know there's going to be some stories where they tried to come back and it just was a huge fail and they sucked and it was done yeah and we'll still find a song to play yeah, we will, and we'll tell you why it sucked. <laughs> and why it's the best one on there. Yeah, that too. Uh, so, yeah, that's a great, great idea. Nice. Yeah, I, we have some ideas. We'll, we'll, we'll chat with some other ones later, but let's get back to some music.
before celebration. Here we go, baby. You've reached your destination. Welcome to Harmonic Headspace. Music for your psyche. Let's do this! Welcome back. Welcome back. And you be quiet, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> you just heard Led Zeppelin Celebration Day live at Madison Square Garden. I think I just heard James Brown. Uh, followed by James Brown, <laughs> I'll Go Crazy, live at the Apollo Theater. That's talk about a classic live album. That's from 62. Yes. Yep. Uh, that was before James Brown really got to the whole funky, funky thing he was doing. He was more still soul brother number one at that point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, James Brown at the Apollo. Uh, the story behind that one. Do you know? Um, he paid. He he paid to get the show set up. I guess they have uh, on Wednesday nights uh, historically the, at the Apollo. It was amateur night, so you can come in and like you know amateurs come in and, and perform. And he came in as established artist at the time. Um, still, obviously, early in his career, and he bought out. I think the, the uh, one night on a Wednesday and and recorded. Uh, live at the Apollo that night. Wow. And uh, it was just supposedly like, you know, just the, the album itself is like under 30 minutes, a little snippet of the show that he did, but just a little taste of like what he was bringing to the table at mm-hmm. that time, recorded yep. in the Apollo, like on uh, on that Wednesday night. Hardest working man in show business. Oh, uh, there's so many, so many titles for yeah. James that's, Brown. That's the one I heard a lot about. The, you know, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, he's the bat. He's he's amazing. Uh, like if you ever seen, uh, I haven't seen him live, like live, but like live shows, he has so much freaking energy. Oh, amazing, it's unbelievable. Like even late into his years, like I, I've seen videos of him performing in the '80s, and still like, you know, not like he was in the '60s and mm-hmm. '70s, but still, you know, like hardest working man in show business. Have you ever seen Toots and the Maytals? Uh, not live. Toots, uh, on, he passed away, I think, a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, not long ago. Yeah, we saw him so many times. And he's another guy, very similar to James Brown, that he never stops moving the whole show. He's like, he'll jog in place. Well, he was a boxer. <laughs> he, was a, he was a former yes, boxer. Was. Yeah. Like, legit. Like, mm-hmm. kick your ass, punch in the head, yeah. boxer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, before that, we heard Celebration Day. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, again, f- from an album that came out then. Like, it was from their tour. Um, I think it was... Uh, uh, not Song Remains the Same. That was the name, that was the name of the album that came out. It was the, uh, the live tour. Yeah, um, Song Remains the Same. Yeah, what was the album that came out right before? It was the one with the ocean on it. Um, uh, House of the Holy. Yes. So this was the House of the Holy tour in 73, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this was in Madison Square Garden. It was at the end of the tour. And notoriously, the band was haggard by the end of the tour from just giving it they're all on stage, giving it they're all off stage. You know, mm-hmm. it was Led Zeppelin in the 70s. It was like a touring, yeah. pillaging, yeah. <laughs> you know, around the United States. And mm-hmm. this was the end of the tour, so Plant's voice was kind of shot. The band was kind of, you know, uh, but this was what was released. It was recorded as what was released. And uh, I love Celebration Day. It's the second song in, from the show, so that they were still kind of pretty fresh. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just it's a, a bit of a deeper cut. You know, we could yep. have played Rock and Roll or Black Dog. Like, those are great versions, yep. and they're short. Uh, we're not going to play the half-hour Days and Confused or the half-hour Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you heard How the West Was Won? See, that's what I was about to get to. That's from the same tour but earlier in the tour oh in la i think still in 72 mm-hmm. and it is 
amazing. It's ridiculous. It is so much better than The Song Remains the Same, yes. but that came out and it was released yeah. 10, 15 years ago. So that that's not an in in the era release. Now, this album came out, I think, in 76 or something. So it was still mm -hmm. a couple of years after the show. Yeah, but not not so far. But not after. decades yeah, after. Exactly. I mean, they were still young. Yeah. Um, How the West Was Won, have you seen the the, v, uh, the video? I did. Not, I saw it once when it first came out. I oh probably should watch God. it more. It's absolutely unbelievable. Well, do you remember they released that Led Zeppelin? D it was just called Led Zeppelin. It was a DVD box set that came out. Uh, it was maybe right around the cusp right before blu-ray started so maybe 15 20 years ago and it was just all of this previously unseen pro shot mostly pro shot footage of zeppelin throughout like showing them in 69 and 71 oh uh, like f forum footage from 75 uh f footage of them when they did uh that acoustic part of the tour where they were like they the four of them would come out playing acoustic like amazing footage mm -hmm. um and they put on great shows yeah. robert plant was one of the greatest frontmen of all time yeah exactly he, he's one of the, the ideals that you would look at as a sort of non-musician frontman singer you have mm -hmm. him you have daltrey you have yeah. steven tyler you know there's there's guys david lee roth david lee roth like yeah we could, we could probably name a few others but there's not that many that are like the consummate showman like yeah. chris robinson's probably pretty close yep yeah absolutely um but yeah all right let's jump into some boss
All right, a little Bob Marley and the Whalers. Yeah, Iremon. What's that? Iremon. Uh, they have a. I don't know if that is from the uh, video they put out. Uh, that was from the live album. They yeah. also have a Babylon by Bus that came out. That was from a few years after. Also, an album that came out. You know, when back when it was recorded. Is it, there's a video uh, or DVD that is a live. I think album. I think it was the Babylon by Bus tour. I think that okay. was like seventy eight, and this one was like seventy five or seventy six. Yeah. Great, great DVD. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. We started off with Bruce Springsteen, but we played, we did not play 10th Avenue Freeze Out, which was on our screen. We played, <laughs> we played Hungry Heart, or most Hungry, of it at least. Yes. Uh, so, The Boss. The Boss. Uh, hey, you know, he's a well respected man. He is. Uh, I'm not one of the huge fans of The Boss, but uh, you know, I completely respect everything about him. I mean, his, you know, I just don't love his music yeah same here uh, i think i like i like his i appreciate and, and enjoy his music more now as i'm older mm-hmm. um but i never i don't know i just never really clicked i'm, I'm yeah. always i'm more of a neil young guy that's yeah. my kind of <laughs> singer song like the yankees and the red sox or something it is and uh well, neil young's a red sox then <laughs> i don't know i think neil young's a yankee <laughs> yeah no i i agree with you but all good i mean he's he's an incredible artist um, he's been doing it for years. He's got a great attitude. Yep, he writes great songs. He's great, a hell of a performer. Great lyrics. Um, you know, uh, working hard, working man. Well, and and probably has one of the most, if not most, famous backup bands in the history of rock yeah. and roll. I yeah, mean, totally. along with the Heartbreakers. You know, I don't know how many other artists and a named band are more respected and bigger than i mean the east street band were inducted to the rock roll hall of fame as the east street band i know yeah and because yeah. they got shafted when bruce got in initially that's right yeah and bruce inducted them yeah it was fantastic uh but i didn't think about it i mean you have the east street band you have the heartbreakers i mean who else in the black hearts with joan jett i mean I what other live i mean uh, uh crazy horse neil young and crazy horse yeah i would say crazy horse that's my favorite backup band yeah, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, not quite the same level. How about Neil Young and Pearl Jam? Nah, that doesn't really work. Just one album. <laughs> Couldn't name him on the album, though. Um, yeah, uh, so Allman Brothers. Yeah, you, you would say, you're telling me this is the band you think you've seen the most. Yeah, I've probably seen Allman Brothers more than any other band. I mean, they come around, and not anymore, but they used to come around every summer, every single summer, and they would play three shows. You know, they would never play one. Um, maybe they would play more, but they would sell them out all of them and great vibe at all the shows. And, I mean, I saw them with Warren Haynes, mm-hmm. and that was, like, the epitome of Allman Brothers. But Dickie Betts was still there. Yeah, first few times you I know? saw them, it was Dickie and, and Warren, yeah, the two guitarists. That's great. I saw them with Derek Trucks. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean. They had that guy Jack in there for a while before Derek Trucks came in when he was still young. Yes, Jack. I don't remember his last name. They yeah. also had uh, the dude uh, Jimmy Herring play with them for a bit too, right? Mm-hmm. He he was he played with O'Teal in the Aquarium Rescue Unit. O'Teal Burbage played with him too. Yes, they did. Um, uh, and Jimmy Herring now he's been in widespread panic for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they just come around and we used to that would be the thing. What do we do in the summer? You know, some people were like, oh, we gotta go to Buffett when he comes. We were the we were the Almond Brothers. Oh, way, yeah. dude. Margaritas or mushrooms? You tell me. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, at, but uh, if you want to talk to mushrooms, Bob Marley and the Whalers. No, you got it all wrong. Flew. 
the almond brothers and the mushrooms yeah. bob marley is the ganja yeah okay yeah it's all for spiritual purposes yeah <laughs> i know medicinary all right so uh let's get back to some more musica
another man spills.
All right, that was the Ramones doing their cover of California Sun. Uh, that followed uh, St. Stephen, the uh, classic live 1969 version from the Dead's live Dead album, their first uh, first live release, actually, first of many consequential ones. And that's the quintessential Grateful Dead Fillmore West song. That's too. it, Fillmore West 1969. It's funny, we just played uh, the, the Allman Brothers, the last break uh, from the Fillmore East a couple of years later in 71. This was the Dead playing in the Fillmore West 69. <laughs> Yeah, I thought the Fillmore East and West were like two huge venues on Fillmore Street yeah. <laughs> in San Francisco. I'm like, holy shit, that street must be awesome. Yeah, it's a long street. goes all the way to New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that, that is, you know speaks for itself. That might be one of those situations, again, where the this specific version, of, live version of St. Stephen is, is potentially more well-known than the studio version because yeah. this is the version that's on Skeletons from the Closet. The, the best of the oh. Grateful Dead is the live version from Live Dead. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, most of their albums are live. Uh, not most of them, but, well, nowadays, I mean, this is, the, you know, where we talk about at, at earlier in the show where there's there, albums that came out at the time, like, when they were recorded, and then there's the archival stuff. The Dead is famous. They have... Well, the Grateful Dead, Grateful Dead is that it's live, but there are no studio versions of... I mean, not none, but most of the most songs. The, the new songs on that, right? Don't have same, same with uh, Europe seventy two. Yep. Um, without a net, no, I know. Without, without a net, net songs. All, yeah. yeah, it's really it's those two. It, it's Grateful Dead, Grateful Dead from seventy one, and mm-hmm. then Europe seventy two from seventy two. Um, those are really the ones that they had a lot of debuts. Some of the right. stuff from from Europe seventy two, the studio versions came from Bob Weir's Ace that came out that year as well. Um, and they sort of debuted with the Grateful Dead mm-hmm. uh, on Europe 72. Nice. Uh, yeah, actually, no. We only played two songs in that. Song. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine because that, that Ramones, that actually was from their New Year's Eve concert, 77, 78. And, uh, you know, California Sun was a song from the Rivieras uh, from the 60s, like the mid-60s, like a, an old, an old uh, like, beach West Coast song. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was from the Ramones live album called It's Alive. And uh, Joey yeah. Ramone was famously a, a big fan of like horror movies and like Frankenstein, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that's the famous like it's alive. <laughs> nice. So that's what they named their uh, their live album from from that uh, infamous New Year's Eve gig, nineteen seventy seven. Nice. So yeah, there's some older stuff. Uh, so the next the next block is our last block, and we're usually pretty quick after our last block, but I I feel like this one needs some talking. So let's talk about it before we play, right? Let's do it. So uh, Peter Frampton, uh, that album is his album. That's it. That, 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 he's mm-hmm. one of the guys where his album that he will always be known for is a live album. Yeah. That's not Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd's will be known for Dark Side of the Moon, amongst a few yeah. others. None of them yeah. are live. Mm-hmm. Frampton, can you even name a studio album of his? No. <laughs> I can't either. No. Uh, and this has all the great stuff and the the one of the most famous guitar solos of all time. And do you feel like we do with the talk box on it? Yep. I heard Tesla play that and uh, the guy, uh, Tom, uh, Tom, I can't remember his name, uh, played with the, the talk box. It was amazing. They kind of have to. I mean, anybody who tries pulling off a cover of that song yeah. without it. It's going to be real, look like a real limp dick when they get to that part and they don't have it. <laughs> yeah, or, or you can see it from the other side. Not many people actually have the talk box. Well, that's why you shouldn't even attempt the song if you don't have one and if, on your person. Correct, but so that cuts off billions of people, right? 
So now for all the people who have a talk box, you must learn to play that, you know? Did you do? Yeah, absolutely. So anyways, Peter Frampton, uh, after that we get to, so actually I'm playing all I want to be is by your side because it's an acoustic version, right? Right. Which brings us into a segue of the new product that came out in the nineties, which was the unplugged album branded MTV VH1 got in on it a little bit later too, but it was mostly the MTV unplugged. Yeah. So we have Nirvana dumb coming up and I think playing dumb is important because, uh, it's, uh, it. Uh, you know what? I was thinking Penny Royalty is what I what I <laughs> remember. I said it was a yeah. heavy one, uh, but either way, Dumb is it's like a great acoustic song, and Nirvana kills it on this album. And then Alice in Chains, Down in a Hole, another one that's kind of slow, and they well, uh, I mean, Dumb, kill it. Dumb's an electric. It's a heavy electric tune, the regular uh, version of it. Yeah, but it's, Penny Royalty is right? way harder. Right. Well, and also, I mean, if we're playing some of these MTV Unplugged, we should at least give a shout-out to the greatest, the highest-selling live album of all time was Eric Clapton Unplugged. Yep. He had a huge hit of Tears of Heaven on mm-hmm. there, which, uh, and then obviously his uh, reworked Layla was another monster yes, hit that he had on there. Right. And it's yeah. a great album. I just, I, I was looking at it today, I'm like, I have it. I'm like, there's nothing from here I really want to play. Like, nothing that really fits into what we're playing. Yeah. Uh, 10,000 Maniacs had a great one. Uh, yeah. And Pearl Jam had one. Pearl Stone Jam. Temple Pilots had a really good one. Yes, but I don't think they did. They release. They, they Pearl never Jam's? released. They they released Pearl Jam's eventually. I think it was a record store day release a few years ago. Oh, uh, okay. Stone Temple Pilots still hasn't been released. Really, their plush on that is ridiculous. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the first one or the one that made it all famous? No, which one was it? Bon Jovi. They did Wanted Dead or Alive. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. Did you ever like, see? They did one. Uh, it was Johnny Cash and uh, Willie Nelson yes. at the same time playing together for mm-hmm. the whole show. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I mean, that was a great product. That yeah. whole unplugged thing. Uh, I don't know where they've taken it. You know, I really, I also, I don't really like the genre that much, but I really thought it was cool when they had a lot of rap acts come in, hip hop acts yes, come in, I and have agree. like the live musicians playing like their songs, and yeah. they were able to come in and like you know and perform, and I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. I totally agree. All right, let's j- jump into some Peter Frampton. Is by your side. Well, all I wanna be is by your side. Hey. 
put me on the ground There's money in my pocket I won't make a sound But you can run me over I'll pick a four-leaf clover Now they cut the lights down This record's going slower Can't you see what it's
All right. That was a couple of back-to-back MTV Unplugged performances uh, from two of the really most popular, in my opinion. And these were both yeah. released at the time that the shows came out. Like yep. uh, Alice in Chains with Down in a Hole and uh, Nirvana um, with uh, Dumb. Dumb, which we already talked about these anyway, but still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome tunes. And uh, yeah, we already talked about them, so we don't have to talk about them again. I do want to point out, though, uh, we have a couple of ideas for shows yes. that I think were, are going to be fun. And we're going to try to see if we can get some additional personalities into the studio for these shows. Um, the idea is we actually have two ideas, and they're, they're actually counter to each other. And the, the first <laughs> yeah. is uh, songs and artists that you used to love when you were younger that either you hate or even just dislike now. Mm-hmm. And then the converse show of artists or you know really more artists that you really didn't like when you were uh younger that you do like now you've grown to that love. you've grown to yeah grow, love yes grown to love yeah. or, or like quite a bit mm-hmm. so that's um, going to be funny because everyone's going to have stories yeah th- so i think we're going to see if we can get a few people into the studio and we're going to be the first show to play air supply on wave radio boston oh here i am <laughs> yes, um, maybe. I don't know. It's, I'm yeah. not going to tell you which show it's for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're going to, as we always had you guys, our outro song, uh, the fantastic Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads. Uh, we never talk about it, but we're going to talk about it today because in the spirit of this, uh, there was an album that the Talking Heads put out called Stop Making Sense, which is really a fantastic live album. It's one of the top two live movie you know live concert films of all time yep and, it and came out uh at that time so you're gonna be blessed with an extra minute minute and a half of <laughs> uh once in a lifetime from stop making sense this is the talking heads thank you everyone for uh, sticking with us tonight and uh, have a great week see y'all next week
Say to yourself, my God, 